0: In the name of Jesus, amen. What is the sacrament of the altar? It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and the wine instituted by Christ himself for us Christians to eat and to drink. But where is this written? The holy evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Dear Saints, last week we meditated on the reality of what the Lord's Supper is. That it is the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given to us under the forms of bread and wine for us Christians to eat and to drink. Tonight, we come to a very important question, not only for this topic, but for the entirety of the Christian faith. It is a fundamentally important question in reading the Bible. Where is this written? Anytime someone makes the claim that the scriptures teach something, or that God has given us a particular reality to live and stand in, we should ask this question, where is this written? We're to never take somebody at their word. We are never to just trust blindly what we're told when it comes to the faith, whether it be from a pastor, or a parent, or a friend, or anyone else. We should always instead listen carefully, and then ask this question, where is this written? We have this example given to us, for instance, in the Bereans, in the Acts of the Apostles, where they listen very carefully to the preaching of the apostles, but they do not take that preaching for granted simply because these men are apostles, but they examine the Scriptures, the Old Testament, to see whether it accorded with what these apostles were preaching. And when they saw that it did, they gladly accepted the preaching. Everything we have in the church has to proceed from the Scriptures. Everything has to come to us from the mouth of the Lord. And we we must pray that the mouth of the Lord and the mouth of his pastors and the mouth of his people are all speaking the same thing, We pray for that, but we can't take that for granted. We cannot assume that the sinners with whom we are to walk in this life, even sanctified sinners, will never lie to us. We will be lied to, whether it be intentional or not, and we will also do the lying, whether intentional or not, because that is a product of our sinful nature. And so we have to learn to ask this question at all times where is this written? If the claim is made that we must keep the commandments, even as Christians, we must not simply take that for granted, but we ask, where is this written? If the claim is made that Jesus is fully God and fully man, we must again ask, where is this written? If the claim is made that Jesus has died for our sins, that we are reconciled with the Father, that he has been raised from the dead, that the Holy Spirit has been sent to us and has made his dwelling place with us, we must again ask the same question. Where is this written? And so too, if we are to claim that the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ are truly present in the blessed sacrament of the altar and that they are with the bread and the wine, and that they are given to us to eat and to drink. We have to ask this question, where is that written? The Holy Evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write, our Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. In the same way also he took this cup after supper And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This question, though, also sets for us another principle, like we said, a hermeneutical principle, a way of reading the Scriptures, on where we go first when we ask the question of where something is written. When we ask about something that the Lord has instituted for us, we don't go to any random place in the scriptures that tangentially speaks of that thing, but we go first to where the Lord has given that gift, and then to other places that he speaks of it specifically, and third, to all the other texts that are connected. And in this way, we can keep the matter straight and not confuse topics with each other. For example, what the Lord's word says about salvation apart from works, and what the Lord says about the living of the sanctified life according to the commandments, because he instructs us in both. But if you go to where the Lord instructs us on living a faithful life, and you apply that to our salvation, then you start getting works righteousness. And if you do the opposite, and you apply the Lord's words on salvation apart from works, to the works that we are to do living a sanctified life, then you get antinomianism both of which are contrary to the scriptures. And so if we want to know about marriage, for example, we go first to the instituting text, Genesis 2, and then we go to the related texts, Matthew 19, Ephesians 5, the Sixth Commandment, and then we begin spiraling outward to other texts such as 1 Peter and Colossians 3 and 1 Corinthians 6, and if you're over the age of 21, the Song of Songs. We start at the institution, and we spiral our way outward into all the other texts, taking in the whole counsel of God, but doing so in an intentional and ordered way. And so, when we want to know about communion, we look first to the place in which our Lord gives us this gift of the Blessed Sacrament, to the words of institution, and we listen to what he says to us there, that he says that this bread is my body. He says that this cup is his blood. He says also that we are to take these things and not worship them, but eat them and drink them. He says that they are given to us for our forgiveness, and he instructs us, as we will hear in future weeks, How then to receive these things faithfully and in good order? And this becomes important to us, this way of understanding the scriptures, this questioning, especially in some of the questions previously mentioned. It's important not only to verify that Jesus has done all his work for us, but also so that we would have the confidence and assurance of these things when our sin and the devil and the world would seek to assault our consciences. We fight against all of these enemies, regardless of where those enemies attack, whether it be in good works or the Lord's Supper or who Jesus is and what he does for us. We fight against them all with the, it is written, of God's word, as our Lord Jesus has taught us with his own fighting against the devil in the wilderness. Jesus loves you. Where is this written? In this is love, Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and gave himself up for us to be the propitiation for our sins. And Jesus has died for you, but where is this written? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus has been raised for you. Where is this written? But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man also has come the resurrection of the dead. Jesus is coming back for you. Where is this written? Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you, dear saints, are inheritors in Christ of eternal life. Where is that written? Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And in Christ, and in this work for you, you are therefore immortal. Where is this written? I am the resurrection and the life, Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. So it is written, and so we speak, and so we believe. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.